It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. There's this image of like, we all have this like perfect mirror that we see ourselves in. But at some point, like that has to crack. When Jesus said, you can do nothing without me, he wasn't he wasn't kidding. Mm. Like I literally can't. So I think in all of our journeys, like we come to, we have to come to that moment of like, and over and over again, probably that those words are true for me. It's time for Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia Henneberry from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Wake up! So, Sister, you played basketball in high school and college? Yeah, in in college, yep. So, I feel like you don't get to that level without a lot of work. Yeah. And a a desire to continue to get better Mm -hmm. at the sport. Like, Mm -hmm. you've got to shoot your free throws. You've got to practice your dribbling to play on a collegiate level. Mm-hmm. Like it's not something you just like, eh, it's something I do in my spare time, <laughs> like a club sport or something like that. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like that takes dedication. Mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself a perfectionist? Ooh, you were building up to that one. Um, <laughs> I think, I don't think so. I think, I think I was, or like, I think, I think I've grown to the point of maybe I can fall into that or like, but I notice more quickly like when that kind of thinking is like creeping in i think actually my perfectionism hindered me in basketball because i i can get lost in my thoughts and what should have been in that last play and then maybe i react in anger during this play and then that's not good you know um so i think that kept me from being free when i was playing like so well and i think that's the maybe deceptive thing about the idea of perfectionism is you think that somebody who's a perfectionist is going to be the top of their game, like the mm-hmm. the CEO, whatever, like the person that starts up a new business and is super successful because they're perfectionist. Everything's done to mm-hmm. the best of its ability, but it can also be crippling. Yes. So you almost want, I wonder what the, like the perfect percentage of an 80% <laughs> perfectionist or a 90% perfectionist <laughs> is what, what you really want yeah. because things aren't going to be perfect. <laughs> and, right. and so you have to be expecting failure and be able to, mm-hmm kind of roll with it and, yeah. and to adjust things. Be okay with it. And say yeah. like, okay, that didn't go exactly as planned. Let's do things a little bit differently mm-hmm. for the next time and to not get hung up on that. Right. Yeah. That or is beat like, yourself up yeah, for like it. A judgment on who I am as a person in yeah. my depths. Like, no. Yeah. So I guess in the spiritual life, mm-hmm. sometimes I don't know if this is the exact same thing or if it's a little bit different, like scrupulosity. I think they go... Yeah, hand in hand. I think maybe it might start with one, lead into the other, but I think where one is, is the other one's just there. Is a religious perfectionism or is it different? I think there could be a natural side to it, but yeah, I think okay. when we refer to it, I would call it like a, it's like if I'm not perfect, then I am outside of God's grace. So I think like the scrupulous person then takes the perfectionism to like, okay, I'm outside of grace he can never love me like this is because i've done this thing like to someone who's maybe in health would say like that's not really that big of a deal but to this person it's like i have lost all hope <laughs> like is that a more general thing or do you think because what makes me think of is somebody who has maybe not followed the church's teaching on chastity and now they feel like they're dirty used mm. what like different analogies that they yeah. use like the, living the damaged 
yeah. gift yeah. or whatever. And so maybe that'd be a specific thing um, that they kind of lock onto. Maybe they believe falsely of the church's teachings of forgiveness and reconciliation yeah. and things like that. Yeah. I would call that something different. Maybe even like, like maybe like a despairing, maybe not necessarily scrupulous because okay. I think like scrupulosity is like, yeah, you have like your actions under a microscope. So like when you've actually done something that is maybe like a mortal sin that like at the time you didn't realize or even you did realize or whatever, but then like been forgiven. Um, I think, yeah, maybe then comes in like not believing in forgiveness. I think that can kind of go along with scrupulosity. Um, I feel but, like more common is the opposite of like, <laughs> I'm a good person. Meh. Like I don't need to go to confession. I haven't done <laughs> mm-hmm. anything. I haven't, I haven't killed anybody. Yep. Like that being our threshold of, <laughs> I know. of holiness. Good like, for you. I didn't murder. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think kind of a lack of yeah. self yeah. recognition or self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The healthy ten- balance tends to be what a lot of us fall into. Yeah. And so I I guess how common do you think it is for people to be scrupulous and maybe does it not always present itself as we would expect? Like, does it maybe seem like somebody doesn't care because they feel like there's nothing they can do? Like, Mm. yeah, I think it's more common than we think because I think it shows itself. It's not always just the irrational, you know, I'm putting moral value on everything like I think there's cases of people that are like that, but also I think it shows itself in like this, in self-reliance, any level of control that's beyond what we really should have or, you know, control that we're keeping from God and we're appropriating to ourselves. So yeah, maybe the person that's, you know, acting in self-reliance that like, I don't, I mean, they don't, would never say like, I don't need God, but they're practically acting as if they don't. Hmm. So I think, that is a form of perfectionism. Yeah. Different from the person who's like, yeah, crippled by seemingly innocuous decisions. So I think more people have have perfectionism at the root of perfectionism is like, I can build my own, I can win, you know, God's good grace. Or if I do something, then I'll be outside of God's good grace. Mm -hmm. Um, when that has nothing to do with it. In a way, it kind of seems like two extremes and maybe we're supposed to fall Mm -hmm. in the middle. Like, I can be holy enough to earn it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you can't. But also, if you're not holy enough, you don't lose it. Yeah. I like that spectrum. So That's nice. we need yeah. to realize we're not good enough. Right. <laughs> uh, but with God's grace, we can be healed. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can be forgiven. We can move mm-hmm. past that. It kind of makes me think of the line we say at every Mass, Lord, I'm not worthy. Right. Like, it's recognizing I'm not worthy. But only say the word, yeah, and I shall be healed. Like, yeah, we we're not worthy, yes, but with God's grace, mm-hmm. by God's grace, there go I. What is that? That sounds um, like a thing. Uh, yeah, but for God's grace, there go I. Yeah, that's well. That's like um, yeah. You look at everybody, all the other pathetic people out in the world, and you're like, hmm. <laughs> but then you remember, like, oh yeah, like I'm also pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, we're only what God's grace does in us. Yeah, so I think, yeah, that spectrum is a nice image, I think, because, yeah, we should be in the middle. Because at one time, there's this image of, like, we all have this, like, perfect mirror that we see ourselves in, you know, that, like, I can I can earn it, I'm doing great, blah, blah, blah. But at some point, like, that has to crack. Like, we have to, yeah, realize, like, 
no. When Jesus said, you can do nothing without me, he wasn't, he wasn't kidding. Mm. Like I literally can't. So I think in all of our journeys, like we come to, we have to come to that moment of like, and over and over again, probably that those words are true for me. And we realize that, but not so much that we feel damned to hell, but the fact that like, you know, those words are true for me, but you still want to be with me. I think words like that are powerful. Like what you just said, the prayer before communion, like, I'm not worthy, but say the word and my soul will be healed. Mm -hmm. And he's not just like, eh, okay, fine. No, he wants to. He wants to be with us. He likes being with us. So yeah, I think the person in the middle, yeah, is that person that realizes, yeah, they're nothingness before God. Like they can sit with that, but at the same time realize like, but he loves me anyway and he wants to love me. And that's freedom. Like that's, yeah. How much of that is shame? How much of like... How much does shame play into us feeling like what we've done? Yeah. Uh, we can't be forgiven yeah. for that or it's... I think that's like, big. And how much does that keep us away from going to confession because we're mm. ashamed to say mm. our sins? There's a good distinction. So like... Disclaimer, I have not actually read Brene Brown. Okay. And I don't agree with everything that she stands for or says, but sure. <laughs> things that she has on this are, are very good. So there's a difference between shame and guilt. Uh -huh. So guilt is realizing an action that I've done is wrong and acknowledging that. But shame is like, because of an action I've done, I myself am bad. And I am, then starts all those lies. It's like, I can't be forgiven. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be forgiven. Why would he want to forgive me? I've mm -hmm. done this bad thing. Like, I'm not redeemable. Like, where all those lies come in, that's, I think that's the effect of shame. There's also an interesting point of, like, shame actually points at, like, our desire to be in communion. And, like, we almost, like, despair of that communion. Like, I can't, yeah, I can't be in communion. I want to, but I, like, yeah, shame is an interesting dynamic. And really, like, uh, some people, like, they don't realize that they're living in it until they realize, like, I'm actually like living out of shame and mm -hmm. like that's how I'm acting. Yeah. Do you think scrupulosity is something that you could self-identify or do you think you need somebody to help you work through that or point it out? Uh, yes and no. I think people can realize that like have scrupulous thoughts, but I think they need the eyes and the voice of another, but in a certain way. So like the scrupulous person can't be told that, like you're being a little scrupulous. That's not really true. Like, you know, this this decision that you're that you thought was awful or this thing that you said that you thought was awful actually isn't. Like it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. Like that's not gonna register. Like they'll believe you and say like it will provide some relief of like, okay, okay, thanks. Like, but it's not gonna heal. So <sighs> I think they need to be affirmed. So like that shame is still there of like I'm a bad person. But if you're able to be a person to like look at them and say like, no, like you're loved. You've just told me all of these thoughts that you have, you know, that don't make sense or like you feel bad about or whatever, but I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. I still like being around you. And then in that space, hopefully a person can like start to believe that. Yeah. So I guess besides just being that gentle friend or whatever, <laughs> If somebody is struggling with this, should you go to a confessor, a spiritual director, a therapist? Would something All like that the above. help? Yeah, okay. I think um, 
it depends on the person, but yeah, a combination. I think having a regular confessor is helpful because I'm sure it'd be interesting to talk to a priest about this. Like, I'm sure it's difficult for them to like, I'm sure they have like flags go off of like someone saying something, but they're like, there's more to this story, you know? So like, well, is that really, or is there more going on or, yeah. So I think it would be, or somebody confessing scrupulosity all the time hmm. might not be helpful. <laughs> like, you know, cause it's, yeah, where's the will in all of that? How culpable really are they? You know, they need healing is right. what they need. So right. yeah. How can that healing happen? I it's kind of like, confessing being anxious or being depressed when these sound like it yeah. might be clinical or right or other factors it might not be a sin that you're depressed right it might be that you need some medicine or you yeah. need some therapy you need some counseling yeah yeah so i think yeah and counseling can be helpful in that because yeah scrupulosity has roots somewhere you know in your in your life hmm. so like let's uproot those and find some healing you know well i think that was helpful and i mean i probably tend on the side of thinking ah, i'm a good person i don't mm. I don't do anything wrong but there are i think some different things in my life where i can see that i fall into that i wouldn't have thought it was scrupulosity mm. but now the way that you describe it of this kind of like feeling like oh i'm not good enough because now i did this like i let my family down or whatever mm-hmm. like these mm-hmm. different things that i'm not good enough but to see that as no, I, I can I can find healing and mm-hmm. forgiveness and start over new and tomorrow's a new day or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like like go to confession and and not to let those things keep me away from God's grace and forgiveness. Yeah. I think it's helpful. Yeah. And and for somebody that's really struggling with that, to definitely reach out and find some help for that as well too. Yeah. Yeah. Like people do love you. Like yeah, you kinda think, well they just don't want to are around me because they're nice or something. <laughs> like people actually might actually just love you like that's it's it's possible it's quite possible (laughs) all right well thank you sister ignatia it's been fun thank you if you have any suggestions comments or words of affirmation shoot us an email show at kylehyman.com and until next time remember to leave room for the holy spirit (laughs) 